The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of feng shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zemansky. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui. I'm your host, Kathleen Zemansky, and I'm very excited and honored to be on Voice America Business Channel. And this is my maiden show. This show is proudly sponsored by E&B Organizers, Estate and Business Organizers, Inc., a premier organizing company that meets the needs of busy homeowners, financial, legal, or estate professionals, heirs, and realtors. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, and all of their team members are covered by Workman's Comp. Okay, so here we go. This is my very first program, and I would like to talk to you about my vision and mission about illuminating feng shui and my journey on how I got to be a spokesperson for classical feng shui. Each week, I'm going to interview business leaders who will contribute to their expertise to improve your business's bottom line. And I'm going to always close the program with a weekly classical feng shui, astrology, or a timing tip that you're going to be able to incorporate into your life to power up your own business. In other words, you're going to receive the yin and yang of business. So the classical feng shui in astrology and even the timing piece, it's not magic. It takes thoughtful strategies to do the right action at the right time. So feng shui, just keep in mind, it's an action-oriented methodology. My first guest on my show, which I'm very excited about, is Rebecca Hall Greider, who I'll be interviewing. So to me, she's an absolute empowerment coach, and I'll tell you more about her and her amazing accomplishments, but um, I think she just was able to uh, come in, so I'm going to bring her on, but I do want to express my deep, deep gratitude to Rebecca because I want to let my listeners know that she really is the real reason I'm on the platform of Voice America. So Rebecca, were you able to tap in? Yes, I'm so honored to be here and so excited to have your show coming forward to serve so many people around the world. So very honored to be here. Well, thanks. And we're going to hear more from Rebecca soon. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. So, you know, I'm going to be your host here for a while. So I'll I'll just give you a little bit of my background and where I came from and how I got to be where I am today. So I'm going to go way back. Um, I'm originally from South Bend, Indiana. So I'm a Midwest girl. And I moved to the eastern shore of Maryland in the late 70s. So you can start calculating the the age group there, if you will. Um, But I lived there for a while before I got an itch to travel. I guess I really always had that itch to travel, but I needed a job that would pay my way. So 
I, beca- I, I, I could cook, and so in the early 80s, I jumped on a sailing yacht in Annapolis, Maryland, in Annapolis, Maryland that was heading to the Caribbean, and I was the cook on board. And then once I got to Martinique, I hopped on another yacht that was sailing around the world. So those adventures took me to Italy and Switzerland and really several places around the world. But during this time, I was jet-setting back and forth from Europe, and I continued sailing for, for a little while after that as well. But one of the things that happened along the way was that my eyes just popped open to the diversity of culture and geography and people, cuisines, climate changes, how people, you know, buried their ancestors and social mores. And, you know, actually, little did I know, I was studying how people lived, how they were put to rest, and I was actually grooming myself for to be a feng shui consultant, and I really had no idea. But feng shui really is the study of the land, and that's something I really want to plant that seed right now. It's the study of the land, what people can do with it to make a living, build structures in accordance with climate and topography, the building materials available. You know, come on, what what you can build with in California, you may not be able to build with in in Europe or in Asia or in some remote island. So, but how do these people survive? And not only that, but how do they thrive? So I was fascinated by all of this and my observation skills and curiosity just grew and grew. So if you've ever done any type of sailing, especially in big open water, um, we were cruising on the ocean for days on end and, uh, you know, you have a lot of free time on your hands. So what I did with my free time was I started reading um, lots of books, but the series, you know, those big, you know, five inch novel, you know, thick novels. And I started reading James Clavell. It's an Asian series and he wrote historical fiction. You might recognize some of these titles, King Rat, Shogun, Noble House, those those various Asian novels, but in the epic novel Taipan, I came across for the first time this concept of feng shui, where the city of Hong Kong was founded on these principles. So, you know, just a brief synopsis of the of the book, or this piece of it anyway, the barbarian trader Dirk Strawn, and he had this Chinese mistress, her name was Mei Mei, and she was very adamant about where to build and where not to build structures when they were you know, thinking about, you know, doing the, the building sites in Hong Kong. And he, she cautioned him not to disturb the dragon's neck or head. So we're talking about mountain ranges here to decipher that a little bit. But, of course, he didn't listen to her. And then there was widespread disasters, and he lost a lot of his holdings. So in despair, he pleads with her, contact this feng shui master to make it right. So, of course, she does. Hong Kong, you know, now we're coming back to real life, is, you know, largely founded on feng shui principles. Um, even today. And so everything, you know, that is, you know, talked about in the book, it's, you know, really updated for modern modern applications, of course. But who knew at the time this very methodology of feng shui would transform the lives of many of my clients and myself, for that matter, in such a profound way. So anyway, going back to, to my sailing days, they actually do come to a screeching halt. We're now off the east coast of Africa in the Seychelles um, Islands. It, it's about 8.30 at night, and we hit a reef at 19 knots, and we are shipwrecked. So we are 
were rescued after two and a half days. So, you know, I really got to get a feel of the land. And it was on a very, very remote island called Alphonse Island, if you want to Google that, if you will. But that's another story, maybe even for even, even another channel. But thankfully, I can say I am a survivor. And, um, you know, just the, you know, that living off the land, that raw land was, was an experience in itself. But anyway, going back to the rest of my story here, I spent another 15 years in Europe before returning to Maryland, back to the U.S. in the late 90s. And now I'm on my own. And I am actually facing some pretty big life choices. So I decided to hire a feng shui consultant, knowing the premise from what I had, you know, learned, thus, you know, from that book and other books that I had picked up along the way, that this modality of feng shui will bring me power. Well, that sounded good to me. I wanted my power back. From there, I guess it's history. So I then moved from the East Coast to San Francisco. This was in 2009. And that's the year that I became a feng shui consultant. And it was through my own self-discovery that I knew that I could help empower others through life's transitions and powerfully help them get their game on. So along the way, I got a BA in, in speech communication, and I have studied many schools of feng shui. So I've stud, studied schools here in the United States, which was more of a, a, a westernized version, um, but now I do practice solely classical feng shui. So classical feng shui in and itself has many methodologies, but I'm going to be mostly speaking about classical feng shui's in in terms of making this information accessible in plain, plain English. So primarily my advanced um, studies are in Malaysia, but I have studied in the United States, um, India, China, Tibet, um, and the UK as well. So I've been around um, learning you know, these modalities for quite some time, and classical feng shui is a lifelong study. So I am a lifelong learner. You're going to hear a, a lot about that through the following weeks. And um, so for, you know, for the knowledge of you and my listeners, um, you know, to help you get pointed in the right direction. So here, here's the thing. Classical feng shui is not going to work by suggestion alone. So I tell my clients, if you're just going to buy this information from me, from me and not do anything with it, honestly, it's a waste of time and money. So, you know, really think about this investment that you're doing here. And a, a qualified feng shui consultant will tell you to place certain things like a heavy piece of furniture or when to begin a renovation or place a large container of water in a certain direction at a certain time. It's all about timing. So they're instruction, instructing you to do this for you to receive specific results such as getting more money, stable relationships, or better health. And it's quite specific. So you don't want to follow the instructions and or not follow the instructions they give you because you may get the opposite re- results, if you will. So a classical feng shui consultant will always ask you your birth date and time so they know what's happening in your life now and what's possible for you to to achieve now and in the future. And, and so that's the astrology piece, if you will. The next place is how can you ramp up your business, health, and relationship capacity in your life? So they're going to look at your space, and that's where the feng shui of your home or office is going to come in. And then the timing piece, that's either when you're going to be looking at your personal astrology and the feng shui of the space. But my intention of what I hope to cover over the long stay here at Voice America on the Business Channel is to bring you cutting-edge tools to help improve your life. So I'm going to talk a lot about the person. That's your, your astrology space. That's feng shui. And then the timing piece, that's the time blazer business management system. 
So um, be, before we go to break, though, I want to uh, tell you a little bit about the format of the show and how to contact the station if you'd like to ask a question, because we do take questions live. So um, I very much want to address the topics that are relevant to you. And I have some amazing interviews lined up with top business professionals to help you in your business life so you can be more productive, successful, and profitable. And I'll always weave in my feng shui astrology or timing expertise along the way. So we'll we'll kind of mix it up all along the way. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And I'd love to have your questions live. So you can always call the station. And here's that number. You may want to jot it down, one 866 472 5709. I'm going to be on every Wednesday from 3 to 4 Pacific uh, Standard Time. Um, or you can email me a question at Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. That's Kathleen at numeral 5elementsgroup.com. And I would like to thank my sponsors, Ian E&B organizers. I personally work with Sandy and Jim Trout on a regular basis. They help me consolidate my office to an efficient working machine, and I am serious about that, and I use them on a regular basis. You know, as most entrepreneurs know, we have to juggle many hats, and thankfully, I have ENB organizers handling my files and my piles so I can get down to business and, and help do things like this and and serve you. So you want to stay tuned um, for more on illuminating feng shui. And when we come back, I'm going to be chatting with Rebecca Hall Greider, who's going to help with with some immediate action steps that you can take now to empower yourself and your business. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the format of the show. Remember, you can call in your questions or email me your questions if you'd like. And we're going to um, start talking about, um, you know, maybe some of the myths and things like that. So we'll see you soon. Come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. 
To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. In my first segment, I talked about my journey around the world and where those travels led me, and that obviously is feng shui. But one of the things that I absolutely didn't realize when I began feng shui studies was that there were so many schools of thought. This was a whole journey in and itself that I was ready to embark upon. So I began my studies with what was available. And it was, you know, the Western, you know, type schools that were available here in the the U.S. And, you know, the main premise of that is the infamous Bagua map. And this is, for those of you who have never heard that term, it's the eight grid pattern that you overlay over a floor plan in each box relates to a certain part of your life, such as career and relationships and money. And this Westerdyne's type of feng shui paints a very pretty picture. And and I noticed that, to me at least, life's a bit messy. It's not always this perfect little little template that I was given to put over my floor plan. So I began actually to question the validity of this system. Additionally, to the form school's huge credit, they taught me a lot about the five elements theory. And the five elements, just quickly, are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And I'm going to talk a lot about the five elements during my show. So you'll, you'll hear more about that and how useful they can be to you. But to me, the five elements explains everything in the universe. I was so attracted to the power of the five elements that I named my company after that, uh, them. And they're called, um, my company name is Five Elements Group. So five elements have a yin and yang component. So there's five elements, 10 phases, if you will. And so... You know, there's like yin fire and yang fire and yin earth and yang earth all the way down the line, going through all five of those. But for those of you who are absolutely new to feng shui, well, welcome in and enjoy the ride with us. But um, yin means it's the more soft and it's feminine and it's dark and it's quiet. It's just, it's really subtle, if you will. And then the yang side, it's quite the opposite. It's masculine, it's hard and it's bright and it's loud. It's, you know, very robust. So there are literally hundreds and hundreds of characteristics of the five elements that for health and your physical uh, attributes, virtues and timing and seasons about your career. And whether these elements appear in your birth chart, again, that's your astrology, physical space, that's the feng shui, or the time of day, that's with the time blazer piece. The the five elements theory is is actually quite simple, but, but it's actually complex. So when we combine these five elements with person, space, and time, now we have some dynamics going on. So to give you an idea, here's a quick rundown of the characteristics of the the five elements. Wood is basically about connections and creativity. Fire is about passion and happiness. Earth is about stability and nurturing. And metal is about systems and discipline. And water is about intelligence and communication and that flow. So wouldn't you want to see all of those in your astrology chart or your home, your office? That that would be a good thing, right? So, but do you have them? That's something that we'll be discovering um, along the way. But the Bagua map that was used in the Western feng shui mindset, if you will, and the five elements for me still left some gaps. So 
Um, you know, the stuff that's found, in, you know, widely in the Western market are information about how to easily make some money by placing an object in a corner or to get that handsome guy or gorgeous gal by putting a pair of ducks or a photo of a couple in a certain spot. Really? Wait a minute here. This is how feng shui conquered and ruled Chinese dynasties? I don't think so. So for me, it just wasn't adding up. So I started doing my homework and I actually started interviewing feng shui masters from various schools. These masters truly enlightened me with their worldviews and the lens they took when they were working with their own own clients. So this this was, you know, a pivotal change for me about how I was even going to, you know, use my time and energy. So when I first discovered classical feng shui, this was again studying that landform. Going back to my first segment about my journeys, there is something in the land as to why people work and live the the way they do. Classical feng shui is going to use a compass to get precise directions of land and building and integrating birth information of the occupants to know how the space that they're working or living in can either benefit them or bring challenges to their lives because it can can paint that picture for you. Okay, now the science was starting to come into play and the formulas to follow, and this is how I found that feng shui helps to make their lives easier, richer, healthier, and ultimately give them some more power. So that's why I got into feng shui, to help people have more power so that they can be empowered to give their gifts to the world. And I've been lucky to work with some very, very good people, and I've also studied with amazing feng shui masters. So my feng shui study and journeys are far from over. over. As I said earlier, I'm a lifelong learner, and boy, did I ever pick a, a topic to study because... Feng Shui is, is truly an endless study. It's, you know, it, it's been around for millions of years, so it's, it, and, it, and we update our systems as we go along. So we'll talk more about the updates as we, as, you know, for, for modern times is what I'm referring to here. Anyway, I typically travel to Malaysia at least once a year. Last year, I spent five plus weeks in Penang and Kuala Lumpur to deepen my studies to better serve my clients. Um, this last year, I started um, uh, delving into a methodology called Mystical Door, and this methodology is just beginning to make its way to the West, and I'm happy to be one of the first, there are others, but I'm happy to be one of the first to introduce this impressive methodology to you. Um, I call this method Mystical Door Feng Shui Law of Attraction because that's exactly what it does. It brings more the spiritual side of feng shui into play. And in this system, it's like a master manifester. So you've probably heard of law of attraction. We've heard that for years, right? To me, mystical door is feng shui on steroids. And and I have a very special guest who's coming in just a couple of weeks who's going to tell you more about that. Um, but back to my classical feng shui studies, um, what I see every time I do travel to Asia are large developments and constructions of buildings hugely on the rise. They're building everywhere. And I've had an opportunity to see projects and analyze the reason a piece of land is going to be prosperous for a client or even a community and how and why infrastructures like roads, these are really important turnabouts and entry into developments were precisely calculated to match certain feng shui formulas. Especially interesting is how a road can create positive or negative results. So you want to always look at those road systems. Um, 
And then I also study a technique called strategic execution. This is very much a business concept to have a competitive edge. And this technique is based on the sage writing of Sun Tzu's The Art of War. This, the premise of this, this book is winning the battle without fighting the war. Let me repeat that. Winning the battle without fighting the war. A lot, of, a lot less energy, right? Because you're using strategy. So now we're getting somewhere. This is how dynasties were conquered and built and retained. Knowing when um, to use a property, knowing what's available from the energy of the land, and and you know knowing the timing factors of the when, what, high and how and why. Yes, that's everything that can can be told within the the piece of land that you're using. So feng shui is a predictive tool, and it's based on thousands of years of empirical data. So it's not a fad. If it was a fad, it would have gone out, you know, 3,000 years ago. Um, it's used to garner a competitive, competitive edge so it can help people get on top. Um, and by the way, if you have never read Sun Tzu's Art of War, I highly recommend it. It's used by military leaders um, and, and governments and businesses for strategies even today. So there are top business schools and sports teams who use this. And truth be known, I was going to title my program The Art of War, um, Feng Shui with a Competitive Edge. But because, of, because you know, the, the, the word war right now is, is you know, just such a hot Hot, uh, hot seated topic. I decided against it, but I do want to let you know that you know behind illuminating feng shui, there's a lot of very savvy s- strategies and winning game uh, techniques that you're going to be learning um, as well. So, you know, we're we're going to be able to to tackle that as well. Um, so, but you know, during my programs, I wanted to demystify a few things as well. So here's one right now. A lot of people are led to believe feng shui is about harmony and balance. So classical feng shui is about power and money. Personally, yes, I do seek um, harmony and balance in my own life in general. But let's be clear. When I'm asked to do, um, you know, go to a client to do feng shui for, for their, their, the, themselves or their building, it, you know, they're show me the money. That's, that's really why they're hiring me. And then the number one reason I'm hired by banking institutions and law firms and medical professionals is because they want to get to their bottom line to rise as quickly as possible. So that's something that, you know, you want to you want to keep in mind. But no matter the methodologies we're going to be using or talking about, remember that feng shui and astrology and timing doesn't work by suggestion alone. You, everyone needs to understand you have to put the action part on it. You don't just, you know, feng shui your house and then just expect all of this fairy dust to fall from the sky. That's not, that's not what we're about here. We're talking about the real essence of how you can empower yourself. But I'm also going to be bringing on several business experts, um, like my guest today, Rebecca Hall Greider. We'll also have other business experts and healthcare professionals, even some of my own business clients, to tell you about their perspective and the results that they've received. Plus, I'm going to have, um, I, I think I kind of alluded to before, I have a very special guest, uh, my feng shui grandmaster, Dato Joey Yap. He is going to be on in a few weeks, so you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, the, the format of the show also is um, I'm going to be taking questions, and I actually did have a question come in. And this is a question from Kevin 
Kearney. He's a realtor from Marin County, California, and he asks, I have a client who owns a home at the end of a T intersection. His house is right at the end of the T junction. Does this affect the feng shui? And what can they do to remedy it? Thanks for your question, Kevin. And unfortunately, yes, it does affect their feng shui and not in the nicest way. So any building, whether it's residential or commercial, um, due to the configuration of the road, when a car drives down the road, especially if that that T, you know, at the end of that street, at that intersection goes to that front door, that is actually the worst case scenario. But even if it is hitting other parts of the building, um, it, it is actually creating a very unfavorable yang force. Remember that hard, boom, energetic hitting into the building? That's uh, that's that's not um, beneficial to the residents at all. So it's, there's a higher likely that they're going to have high stress levels, um, health or financial problems. So you may want to suggest to your clients just to, um, you know, maybe get some planners or if they can plant it right into the ground, some very dense shrubs to cover up that, that T intersection. And that might help buffer a little bit that energy, but um, uh, tell them that, you know, the T-junction is still there, but we might be able to at least um, mitigate that energy just a little bit. So anyway, thank you, Kevin, very much for your question. And listeners, please know that you can send your question in in about feng shui or astrology, and I'm absolutely happy to talk to you about that. So just after the break, we're going to be bringing on Rebecca Hall Greider for the empowerment and visibility to um, help you have um, some wonderful uh, visibility yourself. And she's going to run us through a wonderful exercise that she promised, and she's got some wonderful gifts as well. So you don't want to go away. And I do want to mention that if you do have a a question for myself or even Rebecca, um, you can absolutely call in and, and we will take your call live. And the call, the number to call is one 5790 And um, the other thing that we're going to be talking about um, after we speak with Rebecca is we're going to have that feng shui tip that is going to help you get going right this very week. From week to week, we're going to give you a feng shui tip. And so we are going to be right back. So you're going to want to stick around for Rebecca Hall Greider and the feng shui tip that's coming up very, very soon. the boardroom to you voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time Whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. 
We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and I'd like to introduce my very first guest on my very first show. I'm so excited to have Rebecca Hall Greider. She's quite talented, and she has some amazing things that she's going to share with us today. And let me tell you just a little bit about her, and I could take up a whole show talking about just her her bio, but let me, let me just uh, tell you a few things about her. She's the owner of Your Purpose Driven Practice creator of the Women's Empowerment Series, events, and TV shows. She does the Speaker Talent Search, where I first discovered Rebecca, and Rebecca's Money Summit. Rebecca is the Network Director of Voice America's Women Channel in both radio and TV. She's an in-demand speaker and very happy she agreed to be interviewed with us today. Um, she is the CEO of RHG Media Productions. Rebecca launched the international TV channel called Empowered Connections TV, bringing transformational TV shows and programming to the world. She's a popular radio host radio show host and a number one best-selling author and is going to help us impact the world powerfully. So let's bring on the show Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, Kathleen. I'm thrilled to be here, excited to be part of your launch and your first show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very, very honored. I, I Words will probably not express. I don't know even if my actions will, but um, I, I do want to let our listeners know that I met you about a year ago. It's just, just over a year um, ago mm-hmm. that I met you at one of your Women's Empowerment events. And I, I tell you, I was so impressed with what I saw in how you were doing things, um, so much so I was called to do the speaker talent search, and through the speaker talent search, here I am. But what I've observed about you, that you really do care about empowering others, and I think it's across the board. I mean, when people meet you probably uh, live or even through your own, own channels, you really do care about empowering others. Can you tell us why... That is so important to you. I would love to because it's the core and the heart of everything that I do. It really is about equipping and empowering others. And it's because I came from a very disempowered place. If we go back in time, and I love that you shared some of your journey with us today, that if you go back in time um, from ages five and a half to almost 13, I was in a very abusive environment. And to survive, I learned to smile really big, act like everything was okay, and to stay below the radar. That it must be my fault. I'm not okay. 
there's something wrong with me that's causing this. And it's never, never safe to be seen or heard. I was eventually rescued, which I'm very grateful for. I moved into new environments. I love that we're talking about space and time and land and environment as well. And I discovered that what I had learned or believed before were actually lies. They were not truth. I learned that I did matter, that it was safe to be me, that I was needed, that I was beautifully and wonderfully made on purpose and for a purpose. And as I went on my healing journey, because it's a journey step by step, I discovered many people out there, when I look around, still believe the lies, that they don't matter, that they're not okay, that it's their fault. And what my calling is, my heart's desire, is to help all of you know the truth. There's no one else just like you. You're absolutely needed in this world. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities are desperately needed in the world, and I want you to shine. That's why I'm here, and that's why I do the work that I do. That's amazing. Um, and, and that is actually so true that, that I hear it a lot in my work as well is, I, don't, I can't, you don't understand. And unfortunately, I understand as well. But thank you for sharing that very, very vulnerable story. Um, so let's transition just a little bit. You know, so many business owners, entrepreneurs, um, in, especially in this fast-paced moving um, age that we live in, there are so many opportunities that come our way. So why is it important to know when to say yes to certain opportunities and when we should say, no, this one really isn't for me? (laughs) Because we can start going down the path of making things that should be a no a yes (laughs) and (laughs) things that should be yes and no. We make quite a mess of things and it wastes our time and our resources. And I believe each of us are a special and unique gift to the world. If we look out in life, I feel like we're each a unique blossom, a unique flower with our own fragrance, our own color, our own vitality that we're bringing to the world. And when we withhold that or we get sidetracked, the garden becomes less vibrant and we all miss out. And so it's really important that we discover a way to know, is this a yes or is this a no? And please know it doesn't have anything to do with how. We spend all, a lot of time and energy, and I did this too. I'm a planner at my core. I love to plan and strategize. <laughs> and I discovered I would spend all my time whenever an opportunity was presented, I would figure out plans A, B, C, D, etc. on how to do it before even figuring out if it's something I should do. And then I'd spend all this time getting lost in trying to figure out, is this a yes or is this a no? I could argue it both ways, and then I'd stop moving forward. So I discovered it's really important to take a pause and figure out if this is a yes or a no. And we'll talk about how to do that a little bit later, but really separate the how from the yes and the no, because the how comes after, not Hmm. before you make the decision. Rebecca, I've been wasting some time here, so I'm looking forward to that (laughs) that exercise. So, okay, but before we go there, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's also this fear, um, which I can I can absolutely own about fear of stepping out really big of doing something that's out of your comfort zone. So, can you tell me a lesson that you've learned about fear? I would love to. I'm intimately acquainted with fear. (laughs) 
very familiar with fear. I'm very familiar with hiding. Those have been some of my my biggest journeys in life of coming out of hiding and really being willing to share who I am and what I'm bringing forward. And the part of the what comes up is this fear that we feel like fear is a bad thing. We have this whole thing around fear, this emotion. That's all it is. It's just an emotion. And we think it's a bad emotion, and we must be doing something wrong if we feel this, and so we back away. And what I've learned is you actually lean in to fear. You don't pull away. You dance with it. You look it square in the face, not in a harsh way, but really leaning in. What am I afraid of? What is going on here? With honor, with respect. And a lot of times what we're scared of isn't really reality. It's things we've imagined or created. Or maybe there is some legitimate things to be aware of in that. And then you put together your plan to navigate through. I had a huge fear of speaking. Mm-hmm. I was terrified. And now I do it all the time and I love it. But <laughs> I had this huge fear. And one of the things I would tell myself is, Rebecca, you can walk off the stage anytime. And I would eye the exit strategy, exactly how I'd walk off if I needed to. Just giving myself that permission created safety for me. To this day, I haven't walked off a stage, but I know I can if I need to, (laughs) that I will take care of myself. And it helped me step-by-step, choice-by-choice, move forward and bring the messages I'm called to bring forward. So I just want to encourage you not to back away or be afraid of fear, but really lean in. It's an emotion that we can breathe through, we can navigate through in a very empowered place. Because I moved from victim, I'm terrified to be up here, to victor by saying, I choose to be here. It's a very different place to be. Yeah, and it's, it kind of sounds like a little bit of, uh, well, maybe that's more of overwhelm, but you know, the the story of you can only eat an elephant um, one bite at a time. We can use another animal instead of an elephant, but you know what I'm saying. That's something, re- something a really big piece of, of um, whatever you're having in front of you. You can only eat one bite at a time. You can't eat the entire plate. So um, it, it is. I guess it's taking baby steps. That's great advice. That's great advice. So um, let's let's be back to the exercise on what is a yes and no. We have actually a few minutes for that. So if you can walk us through how to discern a yes or a no, when we have an opportunity that comes our way or a choice in our life that requires a yes or no answer. I would love to, but it's interactive. So okay. everyone who's able to, we stand up, <laughs> get centered, take a breath. And you can do this anywhere. I do this in the grocery store. Is this the right supplement for me? <laughs> like you have a lot of ways you can use this. But you take a breath. And if you're able to close your eyes, so you're not distracting yourself. Make sure your weight's equal balanced on your feet. Where um, between the, the ball of your foot and the heel, it's kind of equal balanced, knees soft. And you ask a question. It could be, will listening to the remainder of the show serve me? a yes or no question and what I hope all of you found is your body actually shifted forward mine did (laughs) where the weight shifted to the balls of your feet and there's kind of an uplift of energy that's a yes period (laughs) if it's a no you're actually going to feel the weight shift to the heels of your feet and almost heaviness that's a no 
And you can use this to prioritize. Is this the next thing I should be focused on now? Is this the best time for me? Like you can look at all of those things and you have a timing expert on your site already. So you've got the inside scoop there, (laughs) but it helps you prioritize things. It helps you know, is this a yes right now? Or is this a no right now? So that you're not diluting your energy, then start building the how or seeking out the how, but get the yes or no figured out first. It'll save you so much time, so much energy, and will help you move forward more quickly. Awesome. That's And I love like the steps along the way. I never thought about taking it to that next level, so that's wonderful. So, Rebecca, um, you have some very amazing um, opportunities and, and gifts to share with our listeners. So uh, can you tell us how, if somebody wanted to contact you or work with you or find out more about you, wh- what do they need to do? Sure, I would love to. You can simply go to my website, which is yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Again, that's yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. And there's a button there you can click that says gifts. I'm sorry, it says books, Rebecca's books. So I have several free ebooks there to support you on your journey from everything from speaking to money to um, really from a mindset place. Are you willing and how do you step into that place? So any of those resources that would support you on your journey, I'm honored to make available to you. That's amazing. And I really highly recommend everyone going to your purpose-driven practice to um, redeem those wonderful gifts that she has to offer. And you can grow a little bit today. So it is all about change. I think that's what feng shui is about as well is just stepping forward to that change and embracing it. So, But before we go to break, I do want to remind you I have a weekly feng shui tip that can you can incorporate immediately. And I'm going to tell you how to do that right after a word from our sponsors. So you don't want to go away. You want to stick around for that next segment and um, there's a couple of tips that you're going to be able to use right away so we're going to see you very very soon the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Tracy's Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Szymanski. I was just chatting with Rebecca over the break, and um, she said, oh, I forgot to tell them to sit down. So if you haven't already sat down, go ahead and take your seat (laughs) (laughs) and just be comfortable. Um, And then um, also, I hope when she did the exercise that, you know, is this program serving you that there was a resounding yes, and you're still here with us. So anyway, so anyway, typically the last segment of my program, I'm going to address some common questions or myths about feng shui that will, you know, help you jumpstart your space and get into that alignment right away. So let me first start with a myth. So there's a lot of um, things that I hear about uh, buying objects to attract good things in your life, that you hang them or place them in a certain area. So let's uh, use the example of water. Let's just use one of the elements. So one of the elements, um, water, some functions, Feng Shui books or even consultants are going to tell you that if you paint a blue wall or um, if you hang a painting of a photograph of water, like the ocean or something like that, or a river or stream, that it's going to create the element of water in the needed area of your home or office. Well, here's the truth about that. Inanimate objects do not create energy. It's just an object. It doesn't have any life force in it. Only the real element does. So let's, again, take this water um, element as the example. So think about it. If you're really, 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 really thirsty, and side by side, you have this beautiful painting of the sea or the ocean hung on a nice blue painted wall that's supposed to be water, or a tall glass of water, which one are you going to choose to quench your thirst? Well, hopefully the answer is the real glass of water. So my point is that we we really do need to use the real element when it's prescribed or um, advised by your consultant to place water. You actually have to use the real element. But speaking of water, a lot of people think that using a tabletop fountain and kind of randomly just putting it anywhere is the go-to remedy for feng shui because... Water is good for feng shui, right? Well, yes, it is. But I do need to caution you that you only want to put water in certain locations of your home or office. That's a a pretty deep uh, topic and conversation. And we're going to talk about that in future broadcasts. But just know that like if, if you've got a small tabletop fountain on your desk. So I'm talking small, little, you know, uh, four to six inches or something like that that's on your desk right now. Let's coin it as a beautiful object that makes you happy over a feng shui adjustment. Either way, um, we want to make sure that that water is clean because dirty, stagnant water is never good feng shui. Okay, so here is my feng shui tip of the day. Uh, This is feng shui 101. So we're going to start easy and we'll build up from there. So... I want everybody to be able to follow this. So um, again, um, if you are one of those that are driving while listening, you're going to have to wait um, and try to remember this or listen to the replay to do this exercise when you're at home. For those of you who are listening and not driving in a stable uh, room especially, um, this is um, something that I want you to do with me right now. So all I want you to do, 
um, throughout these programs is I want you to begin to observe your surroundings. That's the key to feng shui. So what's available for you to tap in right now? So we want to tap into the positive chi, obviously, and avoid the negative. So wherever you're sitting or standing right now, I want you to look in front of you. What's there? Look in back of you. What's pointing at your back? On either side of you, what's, what's on either side of you? And then don't forget, look above you. A lot of people ignore what's hanging over their heads. So do you have a sharp angle slicing energetically through your body like that T-junction we talked about before? Or a heavy beam that's over your head or a large chandelier? It, you know, or even a drop ceiling, one of those ceilings where you're sitting, um, the ceiling is at two different heights. So the, the, there's one piece of a ceiling and your head is right in the middle of it and then the, the ceiling pops up a little bit. Um, or another one is a, a very um, steeply pitched roof. You're going to see that a lot in like attics, but basically you're not able to stand up in four corners of the room. So all of these sharp angles that are pointing at, at us or overhead beams that, that negative, that's going to negatively impact your productivity, your attention span, and your health. And that split ceiling, is that's going to be kind of confusing for you. And um, so you, you're going you're gonna to want to watch that pitched roof especially because that's going to really stunt your business. So you really want to watch those cu- couple things. So check out all your rooms that you currently spend a lot of time in. You know, your desk at your office, the position of your bed, the, you know, the places that you hang out a lot. If you watch a lot of TV or you sit down actually, you know, at a different place to eat meals. You can even do this when you're out at a restaurant. Just see all of the angles that are hitting you and put yourself in the best situation. So that's the thing that you're going to want to do um, for this week is really kind of check out your um, absolute, you know, best um, directions for What's what is actually coming towards your body so that you can have a really, you know, amazing and productive day. So um, again, I would love to give my heartfelt thanks to my very first guest today, Rebecca Hall Greider. Remember that her link is at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com and go for her free ebooks. And remember what she said today that um, fear is only an emotion and that we should step into it instead of away from it and that exercise of of really understanding that what is a yes and what is a no and uh, special thanks to my senior executive producer Robert Cellino and his amazing crew behind Voice America Radio Radio Business Channel I've been so taken care of it's been amazing and a very extra extra special thank you to my sponsor EMB organizers who I work with on a regular basis they really are my preferred estate and business organizers that help me keep my life in order and I really highly recommend you check them out. Well, my friends, this was an amazing debut. I hope you enjoyed this program and I value your feedback and your questions. So we're gearing the program for you. So I would love for you to um, let me know what you want to hear about and we will certainly provide. I want you to tune in next week when I interview Jim Chong. He's an Asian American. We're going to hear his perspective on Chinese superstition and I'm going to be analyzing Jim's business astrology chart live right on the air. This would be a good opportunity for you to download your astrology chart to follow along and you can do that at www.freebusinessastrology.com and until next week may good chi follow you 
hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zemanski again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace. 